Hi there, Curtis here with today's LaunchPod Easter Week Reflection. It's Saturday, the day before Easter. I talked a bit yesterday about how in our culture we tend to jump straight from the cross to Easter, get to the joy part, which means Saturday often also gets skipped right over. That isn't true everywhere. There are some Christians who have a tradition of an Easter Saturday worship service where they sit in silence and often darkness. Because Saturday, of course was the day Jesus was dead. All day. And as far as the disciples were concerned, that was the end of the story. What happens when the one you thought was God dies? What happens when the vibrant, vital, intimate friendship you were used to is replaced by silence? In John 20, Mary Magdalene is at Jesus' empty tomb, weeping outside it. And even though this happens on Sunday... It gives us a glimpse of what her experience has been like in the silence. She says, They have taken my Lord away, and I don't know where they have put him. Every person I know who has followed Jesus for any real length of time has had stretches of silence. Not when Jesus is actually dead, of course, but when, even so, that vibrant, vital, intimate friendship seems to have gone dark. When the ways you used to connect with Jesus, the practices that used to, quote-unquote, work, just leave you sitting in silence. When it's as if someone has taken your Lord away and you don't know where to look. And even worse, you don't know if the silence is ever going to end. If you will ever get to go back to how things once were. And if the story of Mary and the other disciples is any indication, and if the stories of the other followers of Jesus I know who have had this sort of experience is any indication, the answer is probably no. Things won't go back to how they were before. Instead, the silence will be followed by a new, different kind of friendship, one that is deeper and realer, even if it doesn't look the same. It might be that different new practices allow us to hear from God in new ways. It might be that in the silence we begin to discover a new side of who God is, and we see God more clearly and intimately because of it. It may be that precisely by sitting through the time of silence, aspects of our own hearts that we have been walling off from Jesus become too obvious to ignore any longer, and we open up more of ourselves to God's healing love. We don't always know why the silence comes, how long it will be with us, what the result will be, but we can wait with hope because we have the advantage over Mary of knowing what comes after the darkness. When, and it is when and not if, we experience one of those seasons of silence. Let's practice waiting, not trying to rush it along. Let's practice trusting even though it's hard. Mary was waiting at the tomb. And the way forward came to her. Jesus came to her in a new and exciting form. She waited and grieved her experience. We can do the same. It might be that you find five quiet minutes and say to Jesus, I want to trust that you are still there and that I'll find you again. It might be that you experiment with a new practice you've never tried before and see whether it quote unquote works or not. It might be that you show up to an Easter church service this year, but give yourself permission to just be an observer, an observer of the worship, an observer of your own thoughts and feelings, 
but you actually show your trust that Jesus will come to you again by not forcing it, not forcing your religious worshipy actions just because everyone around you seems to be engaging in that way. If Jesus has been silent, it's okay to just wait in the silence. Meredith will be back tomorrow with one last Easter reflection.